Matt, thank you so much for having you having me here with the, with the, with your audience. Uh, my name is Arturo Prestamo. I'm a executive chairman of Santa Cruz Silver Mining. We're a silver-oriented producer mining company in, in Latin America. Our main focus is, the, of course, the zinc and, and silver, uh, our main uh, producing uh, metals. And we have operations in Bolivia and in Mexico. Brilliant. Well, Arturo, thank you very much for coming and joining us. Like we've not much spoken on this show before, so appreciate you coming on. Uh, silver producer, so producers, uh, throwing off cash. Uh, we like that. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But give me a little um, bit of background on yourself. Where have you come from? What have you done that's relevant to what you're doing now? Absolutely. Well, I'm a businessman here in Mexico, in Monterey, Mexico. Uh, I, I started the company uh, in 2010. I've been in the industry for the last 20 years and uh, and, and since uh, 2010, 2012, we came public at the TSX Venture Exchange. And uh, and since then, the company has been moving along, uh, I mean, changing uh, assets and, uh, and and accommodating things so that, that uh, uh, we keep uh, growing and building the company as of today, which uh, we're now a 15 million ounce producer for 2022 and uh, with a better uh, budget for 2023. Right, okay. I look forward to hearing all about that. And, and some, you've obviously supported a new CFO, but so here are the team around you um, and what's their relevant experience? Actually, we have been building a, a strong team over the last uh, year and so. The, the first, the addition of Wayne Corso, a very seasonal mining engineer uh, who is uh, overseeing our operations in Bolivia and Mexico trying to get uh, efficiencies at each and every area of our operations. And finally, uh, this year, we just recently announced the addition of uh, Greg uh, Orr, a very seasonal and, and knowledgeable, uh, um, I mean, CFO. Uh, he comes uh, from uh, more than 20 years with uh, Deloitte being partner, uh, auditor partner. So, we're building and, and, and strengthening uh, our team um, together with the assets of the company. Right. So, well, let's let's talk about the assets. So, um, you've obviously built that up over, over time, but um, your producers. So, can we just kind of, in priority order, kind of just give me headlines on each of the assets and where they are in their terms of stage of development? Absolutely, Matt. We have uh, one producing mine in Mexico, which is the Simapan mine. That mine produces in the range of four million ounces uh, of silver equivalent. Uh, and uh, it mills around, it has a milling capacity of around 3,000 tons per day. Then we have uh, three producing uh, mills uh, and, and, and five mines in Bolivia, which uh, all combined produce around uh, 12 uh, to 14 million ounces silver equivalent on a, on a yearly basis. No? So uh, uh, this is kind of our portfolio of assets. We, we have uh, two exploration properties, one in Mexico, which is called uh, Santa Gorgonia, and another exploration property in Bolivia, which is called Soracaya. Soracaya is a brownfield uh, project, and, um, and we might be um, advancing uh, this project further throughout this year. Right, okay. So, you know, and again, before we kind of get into, we're throwing off lots of free cash flow here, I want to understand the um, the kind of share register, first of all. So, how, how does that break down? Sure. I mean, this year, uh, I mean, on a 12-month basis, Matt, we're uh, expecting to be producing around $70 million of free cash flow. Uh, from that, uh, we, we still have payments to make, uh, 
to Glencore for the assets that we acquired uh, from them. So we need we will have to pay around twenty two point five million dollars to Glencore every year. No, so uh, but we are for, in for, a for, for for how long? For how long? It'll be for uh, around three more years. Uh, so we okay. still. Have Three, three more years. Uh, okay, so there's there's some money, there's some cash left over, and, and so what's your what is your allocation of capital over above the um, the down payment on or sorry paying down the um, Glencore um, loan? Well, after paying that uh, down, uh, our main premise is to start building a treasury and as well to start getting our minds prepared for uh, a better. Uh, I mean, for for a more productive and more, uh, let's say. Uh, to bring down its uh, all-in sustained catch uh, cost, no. Uh, so uh, monies will go to 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 the ground and uh, and to build our treasury. Okay, so you, seventy million free cash. Sorry, I'm trying to dive. <laughs> seventy million free cash flow a year going forward on on the current run rate. Um, you owe currently, well, nearest down at seventy million bucks to Glencore. Once that's once that's paid off, that's done. They, do they have any kind of residual rights or offtake or anything like that? Yeah, it, we, we still owe around eighty million, eighty eighty so million, uh, Matt, uh, to Glencore. Uh, and yeah, I mean they have a net uh, an MPI, uh, sorry, an MPI. <laughs> they have a uh, a royalty of one point five, uh, which eventually once we pay these uh, these consideration payments when we once we finalize we might be looking into buying this uh, royalty and uh, and in addition to that uh, we're selling our concentrate to Glencore mm-hmm. Glencore uh, it's as you know one of the strongest off takers uh, in the in the world so um, we have a very good and very strong relationship with them so yeah the the, the off take agreements are with with them Right, and can you t- so can, do you say you can take out their one and a half percent NSR? Well, eventually we want to buy it back. We want yeah. to buy it back, and uh, but but have first, you, have you got all, have you got options to? Is is there a piece of paper which says you can? Yeah, uh, technically we we I mean at any at any given time, Matt, we can uh, we can bring a proposal to the table, but uh, we'll do it when the right time comes. Uh, so that might be once we finish with the last uh, consideration payment. Uh, to 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 play. right okay so so we understand a little bit about the the math there with regards to your available cash for reinvest well in terms of sustaining cash and many any other kind of capex uh, obligations um, or commitments that you've got what, what does that look like over the next three years capex for this year just to give you an idea it's around 30 35 million dollars for both for Mexico and Bolivia okay and so so we have a we have room there to to keep building our treasury, right? Okay, so so making some money there, and then is, is that the same next year, or have you not looked that far out yet? Yeah, well, we have a budget actually for the next five years, and and it pretty much with these metal prices, considering today's metal prices, it behaves in that range uh, for the for for the next five years uh, on average. Right. If you allow me, if you allow me to put it that way. Yeah, I, I do. Um, so if, if you're looking at silver, I think the, the basically, I think most people looking at the, at the silver space have said, look, it's, it's been a bit wonky for the last 18 months in terms of silver price. Uh, it's been difficult to raise capital at, you know, with, and, and the cost of capital has been quite expensive. But you're getting this kind of free cash flow stage. You've got some commitments. Your, your goal for the company is what? Is it to... One is it simply just reduce the the, the the cost of mining, or is there some kind of 
upside, blue sky, exploration potential coming in here too? That's that's a very good question, Matt. Yeah, we have a blue sky potential. I mean, organically, we can keep growing in Bolivia with this uh, asset I was pointing out, the Soracaya uh, exploration property. Soracaya, just to give you an idea, with today's information on hand, it can give you another 4 million ounces of silver equivalent in production on a, on a yearly basis. No? We are neighbors from Pan American Silver uh, at Soracaya uh, property, and uh, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an area where uh, I mean, uh, nice jurisdiction to to build an, uh, a mill and 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 keep building the the mine. So uh, that's something that we have uh, in our portfolio and, and and willing to be putting hands on that property in the next coming uh, months and, and, and years to build. Okay, so I'll, I'll come to that. Um, so let's go back to this kind of cost reduction exercise. So um, what are the tricks that you have available to you to drive the, the cost of mining down, to re- reduce the cost of extracting that silver? Well, um, there's, there are a few things. Um, first, uh, uh, I mean, from from the operational side of the formula, if you allow me. Uh, there's, uh, I mean, operations in Bolivia, just to give you an idea, uh, were done um, in a way that um, that we feel that could be more efficiently done. No? In, and I mean, when Glencore came and started operations uh, in, in, in these properties, one of their premise, premises was to mechanize the whole mines, right? And we're talking about narrow vein systems where sometimes mechanizing them um, just gets you into very high dilutions. And, uh, and, and at the same time, uh, uh, I mean, it, it, it incurs in different uh, kind of costs uh, just because of the nature of the, of the, of the mine. No? In addition to that, uh, we're reviewing how uh, the method, uh, the mining methods were done in the, in the preparation of the mines. Back then, and as we speak, uh, the mines were uh, pretty much reinforced in every single step. Every meter that was advanced and developed was reinforced with chocolate, with bolts, with uh, notches. So that is expensive. That is expensive to run. And uh, and there are many areas that the rock is very competent, so you don't need to reinforce uh, that much, no? So we have our um, uh, rock mechanics department working hard and, and working on a daily basis to maximize, uh, of course, without running any chances, any risk in any ways, uh, but to maximize those areas where we are really required to uh, reinforce and those areas that uh, can I mean, don't need to be reinforced. That alone will give you savings for, just to give you an idea, but um, around 10% on the mining uh, uh, costs, right? And in addition to that, Matt, from a corporate point of view, when we got the operations, uh, Glencore, as you know, is a very, uh, very senior company. They used to have a very robust uh, management in some areas that were just... uh, let's say, working and making reports that uh, were meant to send to the corporate uh, offices. In this case, we don't need those reports or some of those reports are not uh, required uh, uh, by, by, by us. And, uh, and that will give us, again, uh, some other savings uh, from the corporate uh, point of view. 
So yeah, okay. okay. You've got work to do. So be, you, you're, you're, you've got a team of people kind of focused on the, on the, on the cost cutting exercise. How do you go, what about the, cause you're talking about, you know, uh, n- narrow vein mining. It, it, it's hard, right? You've got to, you're chasing veins, uh, and you're, you know, rightly concerned about dilution there. What, what do you know about the ore body in, in terms of the way that you could mine it in a way that perhaps, you know, Glencore and others previously have, They've done it differently. Do you have any views about how you mine this thing? Uh, absolutely, Matt. And, uh, and that's, that's when it comes to uh, the expertise of a company like us where our focus is mining and that's our core business. No? So just to give you an idea, we have uh, brains and, and we have a system in, in one of our mines, Porco Mine, where you have a significant network of uh, veins which are narrower than one meter, no? Those blocks were left by Glencore because of they were narrow, no? But now as we speak, we're building uh, teams that will come with jack, jack legs and will work on a more artisanal method and, uh, and, and will be getting higher grade because these are high grade uh, um, uh, veins and that will allow us to increase volumes um, uh, and, and of course uh, with less dilution. Uh, so we'll be more selective on, on, on how we're mining these, uh, these deposits. Okay, so you've inherited a lot of data there, obviously, which is going to save you a ton of, a ton of money. Um, can, we, can we just talk about um, the kind of exploration component of this? I know you're, you're miners now, but you still also got to keep looking. You can still work out what, you know, where you're going next, plan for the future. So are you, have you allocated an exploration budget? for yeah, in, 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 in yeah. Absolutely, Matt. And that's a very interesting question. And, and let me give you a, just a short uh, data here about these uh, assets. And I'm talking about Bolivia, but uh, we, we, can, we can relate to Mexico as well in a moment. But uh, these assets, I mean, this Porco mine and Bolivar mine, just to give you an idea, Porco is one of the, of the oldest continuous running operations, mining operations in America. This mine has been running for 500 years, literally nonstop. As for Bolivar, you have a 200-year history, a track record of nonstop. I mean, you keep non, uh, the mine has not stopped for the last 200 years. So, yeah, absolutely, uh, we have a budget for exploration, which is already included in our, in our capex. Uh, I don't. I don't want to tell you exactly what number for each of the mines, but we have a significant budget. But um, as we speak, we're building as well a technical uh, 43101 compliance report, uh, resource and reserves estimates, which we should have by the end of Q1. Uh, and, and in line to that, we're doing a very aggressive uh, drilling campaign at all of our mines today, which uh, uh, as we have today, uh, historical resources, as we're treating them as uh, at this moment, we have around eight years of mine life on average in each of our mines. But we are positive that we're going to be able to increase the mine life uh, by these exploration uh, activities that we're undertaking as we speak. Interesting, interesting. Okay, and then obviously with the, you obviously got a few mills in there as well. Are they all operating at nameplate capacity at the moment? Or is there, is there room for expansion there? For expansion for what, Matt? Sorry? 
So the the the, the milling uh, capacity uh, that you have, sorry. the installed uh, milling capacity. A very good question. We have three mills. Uh, on average, they are thirteen hundred to fourteen hundred tons per day. The mills are not running to their full capacity. Uh, the mines are pretty much delivering the capacity of the mills. And um, and let's remember, we have a, a company as well in Bolivia that it's a trading company, that San Lucas Trading Company. This company, what it does, it purchases ore from uh, all the small miners in Oruro and Potosí, which are the highest silver grade areas. And this trading company processes this ore in, in our three mills. So every now and then, uh, San Lucas needs to fight <laughs> With the with the mines because they need to to get some uh, room to process this ore that has been purchased. So uh, it's a, it's a very nice complement of of, uh, of assets or companies uh, as uh, it guarantees that your mills will always be running at full capacity. So um, in other words, right, so, so, so the, 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 the 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 mill the mill can sort of. Um Top up or, or, or maintain its its margins. I'm sorry. Does the trading company sit within Santa Cruz, or is that part of another? No, no. It sits with Santa Cruz completely. It's a, it's absolutely oh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. a very it's a beautiful business model actually, because uh, in addition to guaranteeing the full 360 days running of these meals, uh, it also gives you. Uh, I mean, a, a good. Um, I mean. It's a good contributor for the communities. No, we we have brought all these small miners to the formal economy. We pay them with a with a debit card under the I mean formal financial system. We retain their taxes and we pay them to the government in Bolivia. So uh, so it's a great contributor. In addition to that, we're very diligent in the the audit uh, that we do uh, or the due diligence that we do uh, to all these small miners just to make sure that they comply with the safety standards uh, with uh, with uh, I mean with all protocols of safety uh, not not having children working at the, on the on the at site and and all those uh, important policies that uh, a responsible miner should uh, always keep in mind so so that's also a contributor uh, on the on the industry. Okay, so uh, well, uh, yeah, responsible mining. Um, and you know, min miners should be held accountable. Um, you know, and I, th I think focusing on that is really really important. Um, so with regards to, I'm just trying to look to sort of um, again back to that kind of growth story. All companies need a growth story for um, shareholders and potential shareholders to you know, understand what, what what the potential is. You know, why should they hold on to their shares? Like we've talked about, obviously, kind of building up that kind of cash reserves component whilst whilst paying down debt. Um, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, tra I'm trading Glencore as, as, a, as a debt uh, oh, yeah. component. Um, and whilst doing the, the, the exploration and mining more efficiently, I get all of that. But what are the other kind of opportunities ahead of you as, as you see it now that you are a producer? Right. Well, uh, that's an that's a interesting question. Um, this year, actually, Matt, uh, our focus will be to consolidate. No, uh, Just to give you an idea, um, uh, I mean, 2021, we end up the year with around 3.8 million ounces in production. 2022, we're finishing the year, we're ending the year with a 15, north of 15 million ounces. No, So it was a huge growth. So... Uh, 2023 will be a year of consolidation. Um, we think that, uh, I mean, the growth uh, 
uh, aspect uh, has been checked down uh, over the last uh, year and, and this year. So our responsibility right now is to consolidate operations to make them make sure that we met our budgets, make sure that we uh, met uh, our all-in sustained catch cost and make uh, the I mean money out of these uh, assets. And then uh, the following years we'll start maybe starting first with the organic uh, growth that we have, which is really interesting and, and there are assets that we know and we can control uh, completely. So yeah, we'll keep growing. The company will keep growing, uh, but this year uh, will be a year of uh, consolidation. Uh, okay, it, it's, it's interesting. Actually, you use an interesting phrase there, which, which in mining sometimes makes me smile. It's like, you know, we're interested in making money, right? <laughs> because oh, yeah. when you get into production, a lot of companies kind of keep plowing the money back in the ground and they kind of forget about, you know, you still need to move the share price. You perhaps need to maybe consider dividends. You need to consider cleaning up the balance sheet. And, you know, it's that the money suddenly disappears. So uh, it's a good aim. It's a good aim. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, right. OK. So, so well, OK. Well, it sounds like there's some, a lot of news coming out soon. So obviously Q1s in terms of resource uh, resources will be interesting for you. Um, what, do you what do you think is going to move the dial? Because like I say, you've come off the back of 18 months of silver price being slightly d- depressed, um, held back or not. I, I'm not going to get into that discussion. Uh, your share price has held up relatively well compared to most of your peers. But what else is it going to take for people to recognize what it is that you've got? It, will it be a case of paying, paying down the Glencore position? Will it, will it be the resource upgrade? What, what do you think it's going to take? Yeah, that's... Interesting. Well, it's uh, I, I let, let me let me respond in a in a cautious way, right, uh, Matt? Uh, the markets are savvy. The markets are knowledgeable. Uh, but um, I think we need to do what we know. I mean, w- what we know. No, uh, we we need to keep building these mines. We need to keep uh, being disciplined. We need to make sure that our cash flows uh, are and met our budgets. And eventually the markets will realize that the company is undervaluated by all means. Just to give you an idea, our market cap today, uh, you know better than me, but it's- 150, 150 was that. 150, right? And and our sales, yearly sales are north of $400 million. Like, makes no sense, no? And we're cash flow positive, Uh, uh, of course, uh, this is just a recent story because we just acquired these assets, but I, I think it'll be important uh, to make awareness throughout the year. So that's why I'm working with a, a channel uh, like Riverside and, and make awareness is, is great for us. Uh, so we'll keep, we'll keep making uh, our homework. We'll keep uh, being disciplined and, and we'll leave the markets to evaluate us uh, and eventually recognize uh, the company. Well, um, I've enjoyed listening to the story today, Arturo. Um, it sounds like you've, 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 done, you've done a lot in 2022, set yourself up for 2023. And uh, do come back on and see us. I'm intrigued by the kind of resource update and um, everything else that you've told us about today. So thank you for your time. Thanks to you, Matt. A pleasure being here with you and with your audience. Thank you so much.